the difference between people like Sam Harris and people like Ezra Klein is that Ezra Klein has no morals. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys were pointing out, sort of one of the issues that is creating these exits and collexits and everything is there's a there's we're not able to really compromise about issues anymore. Yeah, and that's, no, not at all. And that's what's even happening in the alt right. I think that's the left's fault, though. I think the left started the ear plugging and going na 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 na, and then it's just like when they turned off, when they stopped being willing to to have discussions about things. Yeah, but like who on the left? Well, all the entire education system is, is you know, if you say anything that's... Uh, the education oh, uh, system doesn't control you're hateful, government hateful. policy. I, well, I, mean, just, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I mean, okay, I mean, I think there's... You could make the argument that during the Obama years, the Republican Party's inability to negotiate with the, the Congress, right? They shut out yeah. all of the... Liberals, basically, you could say it started there. Also, well, I don't think I mean, it started there. Yeah, but I mean, at, least, at least in the discourse that I problem. see, at least in the discourse that I participate in, uh, I have noticed that liberal people, uh, you know, shut down the other side, and it's this shorthand hate. I think right, that hate. That's... Oh, if you if you don't believe in abortion, hate, hate. You're gonna go on a hate list. And, right. you know, yeah, kind of like sure. Sam Harris says in, in when his battle with Ezra Klein, he's like, look, I ended up on the Southern Poverty Law Center's, like, hate list. You sure did. And mm-hmm. it's like, give me a well, fucking break he, here. He ended, know, up, like, he ended up in an article about pathways to the alt-right. I remember this article. Of, it was just insane. And it kind of it's listed. Insane. Well, Sam Harris, politically, I would call him center-left, mm-hmm. most likely. He's uh, that's probably where he lives politically, but he's on this this list with um, it's like a it's like a horror show. Who's the uh, yeah? It's a, I've I've seen this list, but these this list making is just so fucking creepy, man. Like the bad list by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Don't touch any of these bad guys. And he's got a great point about that. But and of course, Ezra Klein, in his defense, never addresses it which he kind of understands at the end. Anyway, let's set up what the episode is about because this is where we're clearly talking about it anyway. Sure. So Ezra Klein, who is the founder of Vox Media, which is just a political... It's a, it has a lot of different... It's kind of like Gawker back in the day, just more serious. Ezra Klein is the cuckiest Jew imaginable. He just talks like this. And, One of our attorneys... Yeah, he's just really, you know, uh, a very irritating person to listen to or or deal with in any way and really stands for basically everything I stand against in life and the world. He goes up against Sam Harris, also a Jew who I am a huge fan of, as you are, uh, who has the podcast Waking Up with Sam Harris. Everybody knows this on here. Um, 
And Charles, why don't you say the backstory? You probably know it a little better than me. Uh, do you know this this backstory, Dan? Uh, uh, actually, uh, uh, you Charles usually sends an email with all the subjects that we're talking about, and I usually research them. This was literally the one thing I didn't. <laughs> okay, it's okay. It, it's, okay. It, it's it, there's way too <laughs> much information, but basically, yeah, I'll is. try to I'll try to summarize. A, a year or so ago. Uh, Sam Harris had on the author of The Bell Curve, oh, yeah. Charles which, Murray. Mm-hmm, which is a mm-hmm. great episode, my favorite episode ever of of Waking Up with Sam Harris. And they talk about a bunch of uh, different issues. And then after that, was pub- after that episode was posted, Vox published an article by a group of other intelligent scientists who disputed Charles Murray's uh, findings and analysis and implied, according to Sam Harris, that Sam... And Charles Murray were racists. I've heard that leveled at the bell curve before. Yeah. But. And then there was uh, some back and forth about that. Sam Harris got mad and he and Ezra Klein had a Twitter exchange and they challenged each other to a podcast. Ooh. And then it kind of died down for a while until uh, Sam got irritated by some other thing and he published... Ezra Klein's email exchange with him, oh, where Sam comes off very badly. Yeah, uh, it, it backfired. It was like Sam trying to do do a, a, a fighting back, and it backfired. Yeah, because the face. the email exchange stripped of context, and Sam Harris is he does not look good, even if you do know the background in that exchange. He just seems unhinged. Yeah, right, and uh, yeah, no, I. It's. I am so a Sam Harris type of Jew, and so not an Ezra Klein type of Jew. So I totally what does that mean? get. I'm just saying, like Sam Harris. One of our attorneys is, is a Jew. Just like I get so much where he's coming from, and I get exactly what he's doing. But he made a lot of mistakes in this. He made a lot of mistakes on the episode, and he made a lot of mistakes fighting with Ezra Klein. Well, like rhetorical mistakes? Like you said, he made himself look bad. But the difference between people like Sam Harris and people like Ezra Klein is that Ezra Klein has no morals. (laughs) (laughs) Ezra Klein only cares about winning, no matter what. He does not care about truth. He doesn't care about anything in life. But where did our ability to disagree go? (laughs) What? What do you mean? You were like, Ezra Klein, he has no morals. (laughs) No, I mean, beyond what he's saying, Ezra Klein is not interested. I guess what I mean is, he is not interested in truth at all. That's not even a subject for him. You think he's an opportunist? Yeah, he's an opportunist. He wants to get his way, no matter what. And that's kind of what Sam Harris is saying to him. You know, I've known a lot of people like Ezra Klein in my life, and I've the thing about them is that they are... There's Alinskyites, right? They are mm-hmm. a means to an end people. Right. If as long as they get the end that they want, sure, nothing else matters. Yeah. There is no other. It's not like oh, uh, you know, I need to do the right thing here. There's never that kind of consideration. And I, you know, I don't necessarily blame them for taking that approach. Sam Harris is somebody who's much more engaged with this romantic idea of truth. Right. Mm. This idea that there is some truth out there and we should all be looking for it. And, um, you know, we need to engage in discourse and blah, blah, blah to get to these truths. And, you know, since he believes in this sort of naive idea, he allows himself to be beaten up by people like Ezra Klein who don't really have that. They're not bound by that same ethic 
You sure. know, if you have to stand on a strong ethical or moral or ideological footing in any argument and the other person has Does no, right, exactly. Uh, you, I see this and, and uh, maybe some of your readers can see this a lot arguing online with people, both liberals and conservatives. For me, it's mostly conservatives because that's who I argue with. But like, it's the same thing. Like you'll argue with people online and all of a sudden everything you say, they like faint where like they're supposed to be like right, defending right, exactly. things. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, it's because you don't actually owe any allegiance to this ideology. Right. It, absolutely. Yeah. They, they fit. It's just, it becomes about the battle right. and not about the ideas at all. Right. And I think Sam Harris kind of has some idea like, oh, I, I know I need to battle, you know, like I need, I, I know I need to show up to the fight. Right. And defend your ideology. It, exactly. Yeah. And I'm exactly like this as well. It's like, I know I need to do some of that backhanded shit that Ezra Klein's so good at. But ultimately, the reason why that podcast, they didn't get anywhere is because they are talking past each other because they're talking about entirely different things, <laughs> you know? Yeah, they're not, they're not really connecting. I don't really agree that Ezra Klein is some kind of amoral. I don't either. I think he uh, is. Uh, I think he's very amoral. I'll, 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 I'll sh- how? explain. I, Do it. I have a good Ezra Klein story that's well, not about Ezra all, Klein. Okay, first of all, we need to establish that what we're talking about here is they finally came to a head in this podcast. What's the title of it? It's a, a recent Sam Harris episode. Identity and, and honesty. Identity and honesty. And oh my God, just, you have to listen to this. I mean, it is, I had such a good time listening to this episode because they just fucking hate each other. You know, I mean, it would be like me being on a podcast with, you know, the most SJWE Brown graduate you know, hey, no need literary. to bring in their skin color into it, Isaac. <laughs> Brown graduate. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring one on next time. A brown graduate? Yeah, I'm sure I can or find a brown one. graduate. Both. Uh, yeah, no. So, uh, you know, we've had brown graduates on, just not brown graduates. I don't know what. Now I'm confused as about. to what we're talking about, and I can't. I don't want to say anything else. Um, I think we've actually had both. I think we've had both a brown graduate and a brown. You need a brown graduate. brown. You need a brown brown. Graduate. We've definitely had a brown graduate. You anyway. just told the joke that okay, I told. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to act God like it was damn it. <laughs> it's also. It's also. I also stole it from Michael Regilio. Anyway, so. <laughs> anyway, uh, this, so it comes to the head in this wonderful episode that, <clears throat> you know, whatever. I obviously hate Edge Klein, but this is a great but, episode of podcasting. And it made me hopeful. I mean, just the fact they don't ever agree or they don't ever make any headway at all. But the fact that they came to the table together, these two opposing viewpoints that you see everywhere in the world right now, was great. And the tension in this episode is palpable. I mean, just the hatred they have for each other. You can just feel it. And it's cool to see them. It's it's nice. It felt like... I was listening to something new when I was hearing them go at it. It felt like a, an honest debate that I haven't heard in a very long time. But was it an honest debate? I thought you just argued that Ezra Klein does not honestly debate. Well, they were both... They talk past each other, and at the end of it, Sam Harris says, I think our audience is going to say that we talked past each other, and he's absolutely right. But it felt like at least the beginning of a starting point of where we can maybe start having these discussions in a in a realistic way. And I think that, honestly, I don't think Sam Harris did a very good job. I mean, I think Ezra Klein kind of got what he wanted out of this. Like, I think he made Sam Harris look a little bit... Uh, 
um, daft in this whole debate. Whereas I think uh, Sam Harris didn't quite land the blows on on Ezra that I, he should have. I had a different interpretation. Uh, I I thought that Ezra was annoying. Yeah, very annoying. And I don't I don't have a problem. I like his writing sometimes. I think that he has he's a good writer and. He's gotten where he is via meritocracy, which is more than you can say mm-hmm. for a lot of these guys. He's yeah, he, he earned it, he earned his way up. He had a he had a blog in the Bush era, and just over time, got a variety of ever better jobs. Mm-hmm. And it was basically he's like the the center left's Ben Shapiro is is the he's the equivalent. Why because, are they all oh, now? I, now I'm liking him a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> but he he started young as well. He was he was blogging. In his early twenties, mm-hmm. he was working. On yeah, he put the time in. He's been around forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't like him. I don't like his voice. I think a lot of these writers that get vo- that get podcasts, <laughs> they need to like have someone say, "You can't have a podcast with this voice." <laughs> oh, wait, but they obviously can, Charles. We this is well tread territory for us. He, Ezra Klein has the whimper fry voice to a T. Oh yeah. yeah, he talks like the most Brooklyn nerd, like disabled person ever. You he know? has he has a lot of. Of ticks that are annoying. Oh. I would have sat and clipped out clips. He goes, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. No, he doesn't talk like that. He, you, he, you do it. You he do talks it. in kind of, it's a little condescending sounding. Always. Yeah. And he'll say things like, uh, I'm actually happy we oh, get to this God. point. Oh, God. Every, every time he says that. Because like, Shut uh, the fuck up, this Ezra. kind of clarifies where we disagree. And yeah. somebody pointed out that he always raises the end of his sentences. Yeah, because yeah. he's really unthreatening. Yeah. And it. That, so that's annoying. And I'm... I don't. I don't hate Ezra Klein, and, and Sam Harris has his blind spot. So, listening definitely. to it, I, I definitely got annoyed with Ezra. But Sam is also a guy who's had so many run-ins with people that he's he's not really thinking about this stuff uh, even temperately anymore. He's yeah. so ready to to assume bad faith in his opponents that it's he's not really he shouldn't really be having these discussions because. He can't listen to the other side either. Like they weren't I, listening to no, each other at all. No, they weren't listening to each other at all. They actually addressing what the other one was really that's, saying. And it's two hours of not listening. Yeah, that, that's a big problem with what you were mentioning about like why can't we disagree anymore? I think part of it is a people have lost the ability to lose arguments. Like people don't like to lose. Even like you said, Sam came out. If if he I didn't hear the interview, but if Sam came out looking worse, that doesn't really like condemn his arguments. It's just in that exchange, Ezra got the better of him. But like, I think people make it like an all or nothing sort of thing. Right. And you I have think, to win every time right. instead of actually engaging. Yeah. I and think I think true. that because of that in service to that, like that motivation, I think a lot of people don't argue in good faith. So when you're used to arguing with people who are arguing in bad faith, you really can't argue. It's hard to argue in good faith. It's yeah. like fighting with an arm tie behind your back. So I think a lot of these even respectful guys, because they're always on Twitter doing battle for their ideology, they develop a lot of bad faith argument techniques that I don't even know that they are conscious that they're they're using. Right. Yeah. You know? The other problem with the discussion is it's the, neither of them are scientists working in intelligence. So I would much rather have heard like Charles Murray talk to the guys that wrote the Vox paper or that or if t- Charles Murray is too toxic that Richard Heyer guy who wrote an article defending Sam Harris and Charles Murray talked to the Vox article scientists because I think they 
that maybe, would have been real, a really interesting talk. With, That's true. With That's maybe a, a layman moderator right, so right. that so he can translate. Get, so, yeah, because they, they would end up getting bogged down on some like obscure methodology <laughs> yeah. thing. Because I can't even, to be honest, I, I don't even know what the root of the disagreement is because it's so confusing and it's... It's about the heritability of intelligence and whether that's tied to race. But Charles Murray and Sam Harris were are saying that it could be tied to race, and the other side is saying that it's not tied to race. But there's more like spe- specificity within that argument that doesn't right. make any sense. Right. right so right. the argument is so convoluted; it, it doesn't. And what ends up happening is Sam Harris, who's not a racist and who's not an alt right personality at all ends up getting roped in with white nationalists and, and Nazis. Right. And right. In order to be deplatformed, in order to draw a line between appropriate thought and inappropriate thought, which is exactly what Ezra Klein is doing. And in bad faith, I would argue. Right. The problem is that Sam Harris didn't... I agree. He got so concerned about his personal... You know, like, well, what about me? Like, what about my... Why are you attacking me? Like, yeah. it sounded like he was just basically defending himself the whole time. Mm. This is just fucking tiresome. That's our, <laughs> new, <laughs> that's our new sound clip. Yeah, that's uh, apropos. Uh, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is just fucking tiresome. <laughs> tiresome. <laughs> they, all, they all use these hilarious words, too, yeah, all it's the tiresome. time. Yeah. Problematic. <laughs> Which I think is problematic. Fucking Ezra Klein. What was your Ezra story about why Ezra Klein is a... Well, uh, hold on. Can we... Let's... T- t- I'll get there. Okay. But let's talk about... Uh, this will lead us there. Okay. The fundamental disagreement that they had that they didn't talk about enough was Ezra Klein's idea that there's this... Tradition in America of racism that is operating to this day in these intense ways. And so it's our job to be constantly fighting against racism. That's what we should be doing in all policy and all discussions and everything, even a discussion of biology. We need to always be talking about the racist history. And we need to be trying to fight against inequality. He gives these examples of inequality like, oh, a black person has less of a chance if they have the black name on a resume, and et cetera, et cetera. And Sam completely missed a chance to talk about these at all, which I think he really should have hit on more. But at one time, Sam does say, well, wait a second. Ezra's point is largely like, Sam, you can't really talk about this because you're a white man. And all you're really doing, Sam, is defending your tribe. That's kind of what Ezra accuses him of. No. Sam says, wait a second. I could easily be talking about Jewishness as unequal and Jewish genes and these things like that. And I am Jewish and I can talk about that. And I would still say if there was some evidence that came out that Jews had some, he says, uh, you know, uh, uh, biological gene for hoarding. So, you're slow. No, I'm looking at something today. else. I'm getting another uh, note. So, I have two things open at the same so, time. And, and Ezra does not even touch that. He does not even fucking touch it. And that's where Sam had a big chance to really make Ezra look like a fucking hypocrite. Well, he also, because actually, 
what Ezra is doing is defending his tribe. And he's pretending to be, I'm a white man, so I have my white privilege. What Ezra actually has is Jewish privilege. That's what Ez- That's the tribe Ezra is a part of. And so he is disingenuously switching one for the other. Because... Wait. There was a leap there that I, I don't know okay, where we got I'll to. I'll explain. I'll explain. So because you're saying he's taking his Jew- he's using so, his Jewish privilege over his white yes, privilege? Yes. That's that is exactly what Ezra Klein is doing. I got I got to the point where the the counterpoint was made. And actually Sam Harris has made points about how in some of those in some of Charles Murray's work it shows that people of Asian ancestry to generally have higher intelligence than white people. So one of Sam Harris's points is like why is that not a controversial thing. Like, why, when somebody puts that out there, is that not as big of an issue? So I think that was tied to what you were saying. But then you started talking about Jews. Okay, so what? And keep, I don't in, know keep this in mind. Keep this in we, mind. This is, this is usually how the podcast evolves. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I'm, I'm actually making a, a salient point here. Ezra is accusing Sam of being unable to really honestly engage in a conversation about race even if it has nothing to do with policy, because he is defending his tribe. So he sees people like Charles Murray as part of his tribe. And What do you think he, Ezra means by Sam Harris's tribe? Yeah, like white American men, I guess, you know, or, or whatever that means. You okay. know, I assume that's what he means. He says these words. I mean, okay. he says tribe yeah, I know, on, I know. in the podcast. Ezra is holding himself out as if to say, oh, I'm part of the same tribe as you. But and Murray, but really, um, I'm more woke, and that's why my entire career is dedicated to helping out minorities all the time, right? As if he sta- is a stand-in for white men. But in actuality, Ezra, everything Ezra does is in protection of his real tribe, which is Jews, <laughs> and. Everything he's doing about making sure, you know, every uh, minorities, it's all like there's no such thing as hate speech. We can't try and alienate these smaller populations. That is something the Jews have faced their entire history. So what he's actually doing is defending his own tribe. And that's where Sam, I think, missed a chance to really dig in. Yeah, well, because Sam Harris, I don't think, traffics in weird (laughs) semi-anti-Semitism. <laughs> but like to that point though, and I guess Sam. But it's not might have, semi, semi well, semitism because there, he's just saying the same I thing. I think back. the tribalism. I mean, he does kind of hit on it, Sam. He doesn't go all the way, but he he hits. I on think. It. But I think the tribalism point is more to do with Sam Harris identifies Charles Murray as, or people like Charles Murray as within his tribe, not as other white people, but as people that are on the same political sphere as him. So people that are being realists about race uh, and he's more willing to listen to ideas from them than from the other side. Mm. I think that's the tribalism he was referring to. You think there wasn't any connotation that he was talking about them being like white? I think that was that was to... tied into yeah. it, but I yeah. think there was... It was a dis- small d- ideological tribe yes. more so. Okay, because I think, that's fair. I think Ezra Klein's description of Sam Harris is somebody who practices that same tribalism who goes like, oh, uh, these are my my fellow people, but we're all realists. We're all serious scientists. And it's the other side that 
is practicing bad faith arguments and so right. forth. Right, but uh, but Ezra's doing if to the idea that Ezra Klein is not part of his own. Well, you can tribe, argue that with Ezra insane. Klein. I'm just saying that your description of it being about white people. Yeah. Well, here let me let me I'll, now I'll use my example. But yeah, give your what's. I, what I well, I just think that with like with the tribe, I think I'm more inclined to agree with Charles on this one. I don't. I mean, I didn't hear this podcast yet i'm actually going to go listen to it and your listeners should too but i think uh, we'll plug yeah we'll play (laughs) (laughs) but but the uh like i think in tribe in this case i I don't see in what you said how ezra is like necessarily sticking with the jewish tribe it sounds like it's just more woke i apologize let me start off by apologizing for being a white man right which is you know i think it's kind of bullshit i mean not that that, that, that we have anything to apologize for, we, we, we do. But I don't think that it should be the starting point of every interaction. Of every conversation. They actually yeah, have exactly. a funny exchange about that where uh, Sam says that he was wrong not to have a, a discussion about the history of racism in America affecting African Americans at the beginning of his Charles Murray podcast. And then he blames that on a black podcast guest he had before who told him he didn't need to do those oh, things. Oh, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, I didn't do that because a black guy told yeah, me not yeah, to. Yeah, he thought he told me I didn't need to. Yeah, which I agree. That was really dumb. No, <laughs> no I mean, it, it, uh, I would, I also just, I, one thing I wanted uh, Sam to say at one point was just like, how do you, Ezra, how do you act when you get around a black person? <laughs> do you just like immediately just be like, anything, Anything you need, sir. I, I'm here for you. I feel like it, it's like the you dad know? and get out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you're awesome. You're awesome. I'd have voted for and Obama like, a third like, time. You're, all of your interactions are seen through this lens of like needing to, this moral crusade of making things equal. And it's like, dude, do you know how annoying but like around actual black people, do you know how much they probably fucking hate being around you? Cause they don't want to be condescended to all the fucking time. They don't like that. The other problem with Ezra Klein on that podcast is he spends so much time like analyzing Sam Harris. Right. He's right. like, I think what I you think do what is really are thinking. And I yeah. think that uh, your past experience in this, and it's like, you can't argue by doing a psychoanalysis of your opponent. Which right. he accuses Sam of ultimate- I, I really think everything Ezra is saying to Sam is actually what Ezra is doing. It's right. one of those things. Yeah. Um, anyway, so let me give you this example about, about Ezra Klein. And this, I, I don't, maybe this is me just being like synesthetic in my head. That's also the wrong term, but you'll understand what I'm saying. To me, this kind of breaks down exactly what this conversation is. Did you about. not get invited to Ezra Klein's in Seder dinner? Is that what happened? Jewishness, God. I, that would be a good chance for domestic terrorism. Just kidding. Total joke. Uh, no. One of our attorneys. Is it you? It's like talk about. We've had like ten of those today. Talk about yeah, brown grads. It's probably all brown grads and brown grads at that party. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so I you, I've told the story on this podcast before. Have you? Yes. I wrote an article about bad landlords in LA. Oh, this one. Guess who I wrote it for? Curbed. Guess who owns that publication? Vox. Guess what you got paid? Nothing. Almost nothing. (laughs) So I wrote it for this editor woman who also happens to be Jewish, Ezra Klein, very Jewish person. I also Jewish person. (laughs) Ezra Ezra Klein is Jewish. Lots of Jews here. All Jews down the pipeline writing this story. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, um, 
the story comes out. It's a list of 10 horrible landlords in LA. It looks a lot like the list of 100 bad landlords in, in New York. It's almost right. it's a very similar methodology, and we ended up with very similar names. Eight of the 10 landlords on that list were Jewish. Same thing in the New York list. Almost all of the landlords on this bad landlords list are Jewish. What I don't know what the reason for that is. I'm not even going to get into it. I don't think it's because Jews are evil or something like that. That's not my point here. I don't think it's like Jews are evil people, therefore they're bad landlords. That's not what I'm saying. However, they are Jewish. I mean, the fact of the matter is all the, all the people on this list are Jewish, or most of them, and it's very hard to ignore because it's like Silverstein, Silverman, blah, you know, and it's just like, wow, that's kind of crazy. A lot of the Jews that are on there are not even white Jews. They're Sephardic Jews. I would say about half of them are, you know, Middle Eastern brown Jews. The other two people on the list were an Indian guy and a Chinese guy. Right. So this list was not overwhelmingly white whatsoever. The list was actually not white. It was Jewish. It was a fucking Jewish list. So they make art for this article because this is going to be a big, because like my last article, this was going to be a big fucking deal. And it was a big deal. So they paid a, a, an artist to make like a bunch of art for it. The art on the article depicts white men like fucking over brown people mm. as landlords. Right. Like it's like brown people and then white men like fucking them over. Like it's pretty fucking intense and, and awful. And I, you know, somebody commented on the article when it came out before it was pulled, which is, <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll hold no. on. We'll, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> still available on Yeah, it's still around. But, uh, mm-hmm. Somebody commented on the article, why are all these people, like, what is this bullshit with every, like, this is like some kind of weird Nazi propaganda almost in reverse with like, it's all white people fucking over the brown people. And I, it's, it was a good point. I emailed my editor and I was like, yeah, that, that is kind of a, a good point, don't you think? And she was like, well, unfortunately, uh, this is something that we've seen repeated over and over again is brown people being screwed over by white people. And I was like... Actually, what this list shows is everybody being screwed over by Jewish people <laughs> <laughs> of all colors, brown Jews and white Jews. Like, so if you were going to accurately draw this caricature, this would show a bunch of greedy Jews fucking people over. Is that really what you want to do? You know, like, is that what you're standing for here? Right. And I'm sure this is trickling right down from Ezra because it's like, oh, this whole, you know, of course, the whole publication has this idea of like, we need to fight inequality. It's this, it's this cheap shorthand. Yeah, it's of, this cheap fucking shorthand. are the, are are the, the sole responsible evil I, of the world. I, I, I'm yeah. with you, but I don't know that it's all trickling down. Well, from, but so these are all Jews Ezra. sort of saying, oh, no, it's Jews aren't the problem. It's white men. When you have clear data in your face saying this is fucking a Jewish problem. Sure. And then we got sued by some of these landlords or threatened to be sued by five of the 10 landlords. What, what kind of attorneys do you think that they uh, are? Yes. And, One of our attorneys <laughs> is a Jew. And they pulled the fucking piece. Anybody who just casually listens to the show <laughs> probably <laughs> thinks it's like 
the Daily Show. Yeah. Anybody, anybody who skips it's, halfway into this yeah, is going to yeah, be very confused. Yeah. Uh, no, but anyway, so that that's my larger point of of the tone deafness of Ezra Klein and and him oh, actually I, trying to. I thought this was like a story about Ezra Klein no, doing something. No, no, no. It's, it's like, obliquely. I mean, I assume rear-ended you and drove off. Well, I assume the dis- the decision I came do, from him. I do like you that know? you started this with "I've got a story about Ezra Klein," and it was a story about you. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, True, um, but I mean, I assume the decision came from Ezra. Well, I mean, he even it could s- only have. He even says in that uh, interview with Sam Harris that the the Vox article about Charles Murray and his podcast. He's like, I didn't edit that, I didn't and I edit didn't assign it. It, right, right, it was right. I'm the editor in chief, so ultimately I have to stand have behind to what it was. It. Right, so right. I don't think I don't. I highly doubt Ezra Klein is like to pull the article. Though I bet he did. I bet he he had to make that decision. Maybe. That's probably rare. Did you bug him on Twitter? You should ask no, him. I'm sure he would ignore me. I don't have we, Twitter. We anymore. could have him. We could have him come on here and get annoyed yeah, by get his voice. Yeah, yeah. Good. I, let's hear him explain that Jewish Reply thing. Off. Reply off. Reply off. Reply off. Reply off. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so cringy. Here's my. Here's why I always have a, a little place in my heart for Ezra Klein. Uh, this is back in 2000. This is like one of my favorite stories of people being crazy online. Ezra Klein was writing, I think, for the American Prospect, and he was criticizing the blog at the New Republic, which was being occasionally written by this <coughs> crank named Lee Siegel, uh, who would just write like really self-indulgent personal essays. So Lee Siegel started uh, commenting on his own stories on the blog pretending to be someone else uh-huh. and just casually bringing up Ezra Klein, who Lee Siegel hated, but he was doing it in the comment section of his own blog. And this is my favorite comment that somebody's writing about themselves. There's this awful suck-up named Ezra Klein. His writing is sweaty with panting, obsequious ambition <laughs> who keeps distorting everything Siegel writes. The only way this no-talent-can-get-him And I ask myself, why is it the young guys who go after Siegel? Must be because he writes the way young guys should be writing. (laughs) Angry, independent, not afraid of offending powerful people. They, on the other hand, write like aging careerists, timid, ingratiating, careful not to offend people who are powerful. (laughs) It's true, though. I agree. They hate him because they want to write like him but can't. Mm. Nothing says I'm a young guy than referring to yourself like young guys like us. <laughs> Some young people do. So he was on there uh, just going after Ezra in in these comments, and he's not even being himself. He's pretending to, to be, be a random else, right, commenter. Right, right. And I always liked Ezra Klein because of that, because I was like, anybody that makes somebody that furious that and mad, that bad, it's true. Because you criticized. Some writing that he no, did. No, yeah. this is absolutely, and I have this exact same reaction as Klein. And it, there is something, yeah. It's like you hate something that is like I don't know. There's some weird relationship I have to this person that Ezra Klein represents that causes well, me I, to hate you, him. You just deeply. kind of describe him, and that's not my experience of his writing. I think yeah. he's kind of a tech center left technocrat. That's not yeah. very interesting in today's climate, but he's. To his credit, and this is the other reason I like him, he was on the right side during the Bush administration. Right, that he's was where he kind of like cut his technocrat. teeth. Indeed, he is a center left. He, he he was he was writing accurately about the Bush administration in his early teens, right. and and 
those guys I will always have admiration for. In his early teens? His early 20s. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm not interested <laughs> in an 11-year-old uh, Iraq. Again, I, I have to clarify. I don't want to hear from young teenagers on Paul. <laughs> <laughs> this is a long-standing position that I have. Have you, guys, have you guys done that yet? Not to derail the conversation. Have you done kids in politics yet? You should do that. I'd like to hear that podcast. What oh. is this? Oh, this is Just like the general the, the idea of children interjecting oh, right. themselves yeah, in right, politics. Right. I mean, I, a I liberal st- I hate the Parkland students doing. I don't oh, think it's yeah. fair. God. That they do I know that. It's but so, anyway, it's so I, I have stand up about, about that. Yeah, What's the whole name? hog. The, God, they always guy. well the the that guy's going to be like naked and screaming on the streets of DC <laughs> oh, in watching, like five years. Watching time. their life fall apart yeah, under yeah. the microscope <laughs> of like media is going to be the the proof in ten years why we yeah. shouldn't let children become political. Right, right. right. Remember, do you remember the thirteen year old they had speak at CPAC? Yes, that uh, one's yeah. my favorite. Yeah, yeah. it's same way. Like, Go both ways. Oh, yeah, and it's like, why are you thrilled that a child is uh, yeah. <laughs> advocating <laughs> for your ideology? Right. I would be like, oh, let's keep. If your ideology is simple enough for a 12 year old to articulate <laughs> you probably need another one. there was like a there was this like 12 year old that used to go after obama and the right loved him because he was black and then right and then like the oh, 13 year old that. CPAC, that. Yeah, he, yeah. He changed sides of course because <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah you're 13 year old 13, yeah, right. like, what the fuck like you yeah. have uh, i think it's in your joke it's as uh, a kind of ape off that it's like yeah i liked uh nickelback when i was 12 like i had no taste yeah. you know yeah. like wh- why would we trust someone political opinions when they haven't even been affected by them yet. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to hear children's opinions right. on adult things. Now that I've de- completely derailed the topic of this <laughs> no, it's fine. podcast. But you can be transgendered at 13 now. Yeah, right. Whole, Start taking uh, hormones because you know exactly who you are. I, we have an episode coming up or that came out, who knows in what order these will go out, about horrendous personal essays. And man, do I have some treats for you. <laughs> if you don't like that, you have, you have some real fun stuff coming, believe okay. me. That's great. Uh, I'll link the podcast that we're talking about in the show notes. It's two hours long, but it's very listenable. And it's fun to hear. It's it's a great example of how not to conduct a discussion, really. Yeah. Because the other thing that uh, Ezra Klein does that's wrong is he's not agreeable enough at the beginning. And what you have to do is you have to establish a baseline of like. He's respect. such a bitch ass pussy in the beginning. He's like, oh well, yeah, I think um, maybe I should go for it. like. It's such a power struggle in both of their mm. minds, but particularly in Ezra's mind because he's a Linskyite fucker well, who's just thinking about like again, power. I don't. I, don't, I power. would not describe Ezra Klein as a Linskyite. <laughs> I, 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 I sure he hope totally he's not. Is. No, I, I think, think he's so. the definition of. So, a but w- what he does do wrong is he's already causing conflict over minor things at the beginning right. because Sam Harris is trying to lay out the chronology and Sam is very long winded and a little tedious I agree but it's like just let him have his tedium and and start off on the right foot and then you can because if once you establish like okay we're both going to be fine in this discussion then the later disagreements aren't as tense but Ezra comes in just ready to fight yeah but I loved that I mean that's what I loved about it it, because it was so tense and the tension was great of course yeah if you like kind of train wrecks which I like the train wreck aspect of but if you want a real discussion you kind of have to like ease into that a little bit you you can't come in hot right no and they were both very coming in hot but that's what it was so great to see coming in hot for those two which is yeah which is like actually very (laughs) calm yeah but Sam Harris talks like this the whole time yeah they both like use their weapons intensely like sam harris does his calm and very articulate slow talking attacks and ezra klein goes like that's very uh that's very helpful because you know understanding what's problematic about this issue 
Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson have been both been growing beards. I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. Jordan, I don't like Jordan that. Peterson, he's getting weird. Jordan Uh-oh. Peterson's getting weird. Ooh, are you? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. What did he do? No, I saw some weird like things of pictures of him with the beard and like a really nice suit pic- mm-hmm. like pictures like modely kind of oh pictures. that's been going like, on for a while what is yeah. going this on is here? why i don't like jordan peterson fans because they're getting a they're it's they're, getting they're, creepy their yeah. man crush on yeah. him is getting a little like okay him like, yeah him and ben shapiro <laughs> yeah. that was why i went, ugh, yeah. brought him up those two guys are getting a little too much cult of celebrity right, right now, very they like much it so. too much and i think i think peterson likes it too much oh yeah i think oh, he's totally. really he, well he's you can he's gone from obscurity to make a star right Right, and you right. can see it in, in the way that he talks. It's like, listen, I don't agree with most of what he says, but I do at least respect these guys who defend their ideology. Jordan Peterson weasel words out of committing to anything on both sides. Like if he thinks it's going to be like religion. I don't think Jordan Peterson's that religious, but if you try to get him to commit, he won't. He will obse- like he'll be so uh, not obsequious, yeah. <laughs> obfuscating. Like he'll obfuscate everything. He'll like dance around. He'll never let you nail him down on any religious question because he's terrified that if he takes a stand he's going to alienate some of his like crazy evangelical base and it's like if you are really a warrior an ideological warrior then you wouldn't be too worried about the people that you make up your fan base I I agree no I I think he's got a quick uh, rock star narrative arc in his near future do you, do you guys like my new suit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's my terrible Jordan I've, Peterson here's my, I've, I've gotten into writing songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a progressive rock album. <laughs> yeah, so download the episode, listen to it, read uh, the hours of material that exists. There's just yeah. endless amounts if you want to be a completist on this issue. And uh, <laughs> yeah, check it out. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. This is just fucking tiresome.